Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Strictly Hoops with CJ Miles. Rate, review, subscribe on your podcast platforms and on YouTube. Like, subscribe there as well. All of Sir, it. Sir, how we doing? Everything. I'm doing Everything. good, man. Yeah. Doing good. Weather was great here yesterday. It was like 87 degrees. And stop it. It's it's snowing here right now. We're in, we're in yeah. the middle of a snowstorm right now. Like I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow, that's a lot of snow. Of course Jeez. you're saying that to me. Jeez. Hey, man, look. It's not that today, but it's still not it's still not that. So Yeah. <laughs> um, but yesterday was crazy. Like um, but yeah, other than that, everything's good, you know. Everybody's healthy, family's good. Perfect, perfect. Today we are doing a segment that people are seeming to gravitate towards. I asked the people, what is a random NBA question that you would have for CJ Miles, along with some of the ones that I have, and got a lot. So people are very curious about assorted things that are less typical, more typical, just things that they're not sure if the answer is out there. So that's why we come to you. So this is going to be kind of a rapid fire sort of segment, but there's a lot of questions. I didn't count them, but there's there's a lot. So let's just get to it. <laughs> um, okay. On a game day, and this is like, I'll, I'm going to mention the the Twitter handle uh, if it comes up, but some of these are obviously from, from myself. And actually some of them are from my wife too, because she was curious. Uh, on a game day. All right. So what time do you arrive and when does your game preparation start? Um, For me, I was an early guy. I, I hated, I shouldn't say hate, but like I didn't like shooting with multiple guys on the floor. Right. I like to get there and get the whole court to myself, at least our side. So I would get there um, for home games, like four, four thirty or so. Right. Um, try to get on the court before before five, before five thirty, because that's when you know guys start, time starts starting and the whole everybody's preparation kind of starts. <clears throat> yeah. And I didn't like shooting too close to the game time meeting either, so I didn't because I wanted to be ready and ready to go, warmed up stressed out did my lift pregame lift and all that uh, had my snack i used to eat fruit and a protein shake right before right and um i would like to be dressed in my sweatsuit everything except my shoes and i would like you know just take some time to mentally get right have a book or whatever it is that I, whatever music i'm listening to at the time and i would go through just my, my routine like that there's a lot of questions within what you just said. So game okay. time meeting, what does that mean? Like what, what happens? So there? it will be like the recap of the get the sky report and everything that we're going to do showing things that if we played the team before, there might be some film clips over stuff that's worked against their defense and things like right. that. Um, guys that are playing well, make sure they get highlighted to know like, well, this guy's really, really hot right now. Stuff uh -huh. like that. Um, some of their go-to plays, you know, just stuff, general yeah. scout report stuff, just, just like a quick refresher right before we step on the floor. There are, there are some guys that get that like 15, 20 minute window where they can warm up. Um, and then mm -hmm. other guys don't, how do you, how do you get that slot? Like, I think some of them, you mentioned four o'clock. I've seen players start at like four thirty-five, and then it goes right up until I think like six or something like that. 
mm-hmm. right? And there's like a 15 minute window. This guy leaves, this guy goes on the court, then yeah. keeps on switching. How does that get organized? Um, just by like that, that time. So usually younger guys get the earlier times, right? So like veterans don't have to be at the arena for four hours, five hours. If they don't want to. Right. Um, but when you have routines kind of develop, like me, I was a early guy. So like there would be a young guy who would, could get moved to 545. Sure. Just because of that. Like, you know, veterans, you get, you know, your priority, you get, you know, you earned it to pick a shooting time. That's nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, most of the time it's the young guys go early because they can get there a little bit early and get more work in, especially if they're not playing. Right. And if you get all the young guys around the same time, then we can play two on two, three on three. We can do all these different things because everybody's there. Sure. And, you know, again, they're not playing, so they can go do some conditioning before the game. So we have to do it after or work mm-hmm. out or whatever. And then there's going to be food so they can eat so they figure it out. But that's just the price you, price you pay for being young, too. Like, you just got to sure. be there. <laughs> like, <laughs> when does your game preparation start? Like, from the moment you wake up, when are you like, okay, everything from here on out is towards the game? The moment I wake day. up, when yeah. I get up, like so, it's seven o'clock game. Sad. You wake up at. I know you're an early riser. We we're talking so we're about gonna, that before well, we started recording. This depends on if we have um, shoot around in the morning or we're gonna have it before the game. Because sometimes uh, we have shoot around, like you know, like at yeah. ten o'clock. Yeah. And sometimes we'll have like a walkthrough before the game, and we just have to all be there a little early. So like some those days would be tricky for like my pregame. Like if I work out at four fifteen. Or I, have, or I couldn't work out at 4.30 because we have a walkthrough at 5. So I had to be there at 4 so I could get mm. my workout in before the walkthrough. Right. And then it would just roll right into the regular routines for everybody else. They're 15 minutes. Mm. Um, but if we have it in the morning, like I get up, have breakfast. Uh, depending on, you know, the day, I'll have breakfast at the practice facility or at home. Depends on what time what time I got up. It's usually between the same time, like 8, 8.30 or so. Yeah, okay. Um, and depending on traffic, really, when I was in Toronto, depended on if I was going to eat oh, breakfast at home or not. <laughs> so um, I got in the routine of eating at the facility just to make it easy on myself. Yeah. And then go through shoot around, uh, cold tub, hot tub, do my little thing, stretch out, go home, uh, have lunch, nap for no longer than an hour and a half, no longer than 90 minutes. Can't be. Like, that's yeah. the rule. Like, most days it's just like an hour. Um get up, have something, like have a little snack for the car on the way to the arena before my workout. Uh-huh. And then, you know, then I goes back into what I explained before. Gotcha. What meals are you having on, on game day? You mentioned the fruit, um, mm-hmm. you know, after you have your workout and you're doing your, your chill time before or focus time, uh-huh. which again is another thing we got to talk about, but like your breakfast, are there things yeah. you're prioritizing to ensure you're eating? Yeah. Breakfast is the same. My breakfast was the same. It was oatmeal, um oatmeal, some form of like omelet or eggs eggs and yep. whatever yep. um with avocado fruit and then like uh. a piece of toast with uh jelly on it <laughs> it was the same <laughs> cherry jelly strawberry 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 is the yeah. best where did you live in toronto by the by the mall what was the mall the um sherway gardens uh though uh why can't I remember where Eat, I freaking live? Well, I lived a couple of places. The last place um, before I left was out by the mall. I lived downtown for the most part, though. We were in an apartment downtown. So Eaton Center then, probably. Not that far. Not that No, but the, the second place I lived was by the mall out like 15, 20 minutes. First, I was just down. But first, I was downtown. So most of my time was spent downtown. 
right, right, like right. probably, I mean, it should have took me like six minutes to get to the arena, but it would take me like mm-hmm. almost 15. <laughs> um, so you drove. Right? Yeah. 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 Six minutes. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, too cold yeah. to be walking up there. Uh, yeah. You get so nice during the summertime. Summertime. No, no, it does. When I would get back, I love some, when yeah. I would get back early before mm-hmm. we would start, or if I would have to come in during midsummer to do something, like I do a camp or right. something, it was always great. Perfect. Mm. The first time I came back for a camp in the summertime and I saw like the people out on out by out by the water riding bikes. So I was like, where am I? I know. Because I hadn't seen it yet. Cause I got there. Uh, yeah. It was crazy. We are all itching around here. We saw this uh, the snowfall that happened. It happened overnight, and we woke up and there's snow everywhere. That's the worst. We've only I know we've gotten like three snowfalls so far, and I'm just hoping this is the last one. But there is always Mm. one around the time spring starts. It's like just to give you one last few, just to remind you, like (laughs) I'm in control here. Exactly, Mother (laughs) Nature. You have it, but look. Mother Nature, she knows all. Yeah. Okay, so that's breakfast. You mentioned that. What's lunch? Um, lunch, pretty similar to uh, it would be like a like a a salad with uh lots of protein in it, nuts, yeah. um, chicken, sometimes some loans, like some fruit and apples in it too, like just a big, and then uh, okay. some type of carbs. Like sometimes I have a, a little bit of pasta or a little bit of, uh-huh. but sometimes I just make it a wrap so I could get right. like a little bit more because I don't eat a lot again until after the game it's mm. just me i did not like to feel sure. full going into yeah. a game which is why after i would work out again i had to eat something obviously before the game so i would eat sure literally apple orange banana and a protein shake what do you guys do when they get hungry in games that must happen protein bars protein bars you can yeah, have those protein, on the bench. there's like protein bars yeah. all around yeah they got like all the snacks yeah, yeah, like yeah. the energy chews all that okay. stuff is just laying around like <laughs> Just like somebody comes in and dumps a box out, <laughs> like, just like they're just sitting everywhere. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys drink during games? Is it just water and Gatorade, or is there something uh, uh, special? Yeah, those guys water and Gatorade. Some guys got like 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 me. I used to drink BioSteel, the electrolyte mix. That's what I felt Bio like Steel, I got the yeah. most, right. the most out of, just because I didn't like um, the sugar in a lot of energy drinks. Cause I didn't feel, I didn't get the same sustainment from, I would get like these. So like, I didn't right. like that. So I wanted something that would just keep me from cramping up and keep sure. me moving. Like, and that's where I settled on with like electrolyte mixes, like bio steel and coconut water, Vega. coconut water. I use Vega for a little bit yeah. also. Um, that's what I did a lot. I still do that with my protein and stuff like that. Mm. So how do you decide which shoes to wear? That's a good question. I know because you're a shoe guy, so that yeah, must be tricky. That was a feel. That was a feel thing. Yeah. Like, I just kind of bring a couple pair in, maybe three or four, whatever it is. <laughs> just like, um, hmm. it was just like a feel thing. And then just like, I didn't like to wear one shoe for long periods of time. Like, I like to like, you know. Like, what's a, a long period? Obviously. What's a long period? Three games? Four games? Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be more than a handful of games most times. Okay. Um, hmm. and I would just, you know, play around with that. And then some games, you know, it, it just depend on the jersey. Like, they would literally be just like, I feel like this with oh, the jersey. that's true. That's true. So, like, I would right? just do it that's that important. way sometimes, too. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. If your jersey gets ripped or you get blood on it or something like that, um, do you have to pay for the jersey you get nah. again? No? Nah. But if you want to give away a signed jersey, you have to pay for that one? Some of those, I think, if you get, like, crazy. Because yeah. they got to keep ordering them. Like, sure, sure, sure. Um, 
you're now seeing but how random all part, these questions like, are. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, I think when like like at the end of the season, like when I take home my stuff, I don't pay for that stuff. Now, if I want mm -hmm. like eight more jerseys to take home, then I would pay. Right. For how about your accessories? Headbands, socks, things None like that. That stuff. You don't. You, you don't same, pay for that. That's right? the same thing. Somebody brings a box and dumps it. Right. And Who is that somebody it. though? Who is the somebody? No, nah, you just ask them. So we have equipment managers. So you okay, just yeah, you know okay. you ask them like, yo, I need right. some new socks. Yeah, and a wrist and a and an arm sleeve in my case, like you know, mm. um, because I I a lot of, I went through a lot of arm sleeves. Either I threw it away out to like a kid or something, or just the white ones would start to look dingy, so you didn't want to keep yeah. the white one. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, I would imagine like you're switching your socks, accessories, all these kinds of things each game, right? You're not wearing those. No, I no? used the same socks for a while. Yeah. Oh, most you did. Of the time, yeah, 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 most of the time, yeah. There's some so, days you just want a fresh pair, but like for the most part. Yeah. So how does that work then? You just tell the equipment manager, like, hey, I want to wear these socks next game. No, so so like the the base layer of stuff, like my tights, the like the the tank tops under the jersey, um, my socks, whatever we I'll have a mesh bag and it'll just go in the mesh bag and I'll take it. Oh, I've that. seen that before. Yeah, and I'll watch I have it. seen yeah. that, yeah. And I'll watch it because you're not gonna you don't yeah. need that new, you don't need that to be new every every game no of course not no no, just no. like with our practice gear like yeah. you have like three sets of practice gear so you always got right. what you need so when we travel they'll take those same sets if we have multiple practices and yeah. before they can get to a washing machine we'll have right i forgot about that i haven't gone into a locker room um since like pre-pandemic and i haven't gone into one just by choice i haven't really needed to this season although i have the access to but i mean season is kind of you know eh? so why bother the guys in the locker room but i do remember yeah. those mesh bags right and they just throw it into yeah. a, the bin gotcha i hate oh. the loop some people use the loop i hate the loop the loop is i hate the loop i just hate what do you it. mean what, what loop like sometimes they use a loop and it's just a loop so i gotta stick this loop through every part of everything so like the oh leg of the yeah, tight, yeah, the yeah, leg yeah, of the, yeah the arm yeah, of the yeah, shirt yeah, through yeah, the water. yeah 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 and i yeah, hate yeah, i hated yeah. doing that let's just let me throw it in the bag <laughs> just let me yeah. put it in the bag i just played the game it was very neat for them though, that concentrate. way you're not getting someone else's socks that's important yeah. but i right? felt like the loop stuff used to come off the loops all the time I feel like that really happened in the bags. Mm, that's, but you probably get cleaner on the loop than you do in the bag. Probably. So I would think so, yes. I'll take the sanitize <laughs> sanitized portion of my stuff back. <laughs> take that back. A question from at Kalo for Life. Great name. Does CJ have a pregame music type? Is it slow jam? Is it hype? And what kind um, of music is it? What is it? There, like, I, I used to kind of like, first of all, on the road, I would like try to find music from that city. So if he went to Chicago, I'd be listening to Kanye Common, Twister, oh, uh, cool. you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, would do that because yeah. I was a music guy. So, like, I always yeah. wanted to get like that vibe. I would do that. New York, I got a plethora of stuff I could listen to, right? <laughs> uh, all over the place. And then mm. if there was something I was just really into at the time, I would just kind of make a playlist of those songs that kind of like took me. You know, it start off kind of, you know, even kill. It might take me up, but I was never go, a super hype yeah. guy. So yeah. I would never get to the, to this crazy stuff, mm -hmm. but yeah. I would just let it take me, you know, like, cause even it's not, it's just background noise, really. Cause I'm getting dressed. I'm doing, I'm just mentally, yeah. I'm checked in the game already, but that sure. just kind of like, it gives me something, gives me an anchor, like to hold yeah. me in the space I'm in. So I just uh. would create this flow with a playlist that would take me, up until the point right before the game. And then that song, it might not be the craziest hype song, but it was something that helped me. It was a motivator or it was something that right. put me in my space. A question from at she docs. Do NBA players usually get anxious right before a game or does it typically wear off 
as you spend more years in the league? I think it, it, it wears off. You still get excited to go play. Yeah. Anxious so, and like excited still, are different. Yeah. Yeah. You still get excited, but like anxious or nervous type feelings. I don't, I don't think, uh, yeah. I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I didn't get that. I would mm-hmm. still get excited though. Like that feeling like, you know, especially in the big games, you know, it's going to be a crowd, crowd roar, be, right, right, a different, right. different feel. Yeah. Like you yeah. get excited. You're playing basketball on the biggest stage. Like, and the stage is even bigger on those nights. So like, mm-hmm. I know if, the Warriors come to town that I'm on the biggest stage every night, but that stage is a little bit bigger. A little bit. Yeah. You know? So, and I think you still, that's the kid in you still, you still get to do that. How long did it take you to channel that? So it wasn't a negative energy, like scattered Mm -hmm. energy. And it was more Mm -hmm. focused. Like it helped, it helped lock you in as opposed to making you a little bit more sporadic. Um, I think as I grew, what did it for me was my role on my team growing. Yeah. I couldn't afford for it to do that. You know what I mean? Like when I was younger, I was just excited if I got the chance to even get out there. So I let everything out. Like <laughs> it was like a mm. just boom, like shot out of a cannon. But like the now that I know I'm playing and what my role is and what I need mm. to be able to do to help us win this game, now I can channel that energy into focusing on those things. Sure. Because I I can't afford not to do those things for us to win the big game if I'm a big and, part of what we're doing. And you want to play. <laughs> and, and you want to play. So yeah. um, I think that was what helped me learn how to start challenging that. Don't get me wrong. There's still some nights where you're just kind of like, I still had nights like that in year 15 where I was just kind of like, man, like I'm just, it's just moving. It's got you yeah. going. Like you just kind of get caught up in it. Um, but I think for the most part, those were the biggest things. When you were feeling that way, um, where just, you know, whatever you want to call it, like you're just a little bit more hyped up than usual. Mm-hmm. Is there someone that would tell you, be like, you got to chill or relax? Or would it be a coach when you check out or check-ins or something like that saying, let's focus up? Yeah. Like, I mean, because everybody, you spend that much time with people, everybody can tell when you're, you know, yeah, you're a little different. And then it's me too, because I feel it. Like, so one thing, I was never one of those guys, you know, guys, hit they, they, they hit their like super saiyan, uh, stage like you know they get that rage and they they go on I was never a guy that felt like that helped me yeah like I had issues in the beginning of my career because sometimes the coaching staff would think I wasn't playing hard because I didn't show it that way because I wasn't a screamer or a yeller or like mm. it wasn't this physical I was just locked into what I was doing um and mm. I'm not that way as a person either so like that was the other thing I don't I'm pretty even kill most of the time. Like I, it's little fluctuations. I'm never a big. So to carry that raise, I feel like I'm not me. So I yeah. am. I'm the. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna play the same. Sure. And don't get me wrong. There are nights where you know your passion and stuff comes out, but for the most part, I, I was not. Not. I didn't play well like that. I didn't play well when I was emotionally charged. Mm. Who does? I mean, I guess some players are able to. Some players. Some players do. Some, like some. Yeah, but that. That yeah. just wasn't. That wasn't me because i was like i say all the time i'm I'm a i'm a hooper like that's that was like me to my core that's all i did growing up like that's what i am so when i take myself out of that freedom that i get from basketball by inserting rage or inserting all this other emotional stuff it clouds the way i'm gonna play sure because i'm playing off instinct i'm i'm free when i play basketball or at least that Mm -hmm. rage adds something that has none no reason to be there yeah. I don't need rage doing something I love. Me mm. personally, that's how I felt. Right. 
Has there been um, notable pre or post game rituals you saw from from teammates, or did you have any? Um, I mean, everybody's got that little things. Like we we fall into being creatures of habits. You do something every day, <laughs> sure. So, like you know, what I mean, yeah. you just fall into um. Like I had one that started after my grandma passed when I was playing. I remember, and I was it was obviously. Uh -huh. I mean, I shouldn't say obvious, but it was during season when it happened, so I couldn't be. I couldn't be around when it happened. I couldn't get there. I obviously went home for the funeral or whatnot. But like, I remember going to the corner, like when they announced the starting lineups and I still did this up until the end of my career, the opposite corner in front of our bench. And I would just stand there and take a space, take a moment, like close my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. The arena's quiet, dark. And I just had that moment, you know, just uh, it was another refocusing thing for me too. Like you got some, some of the things that are in your wise, like, you know, just focusing on, Mm. that connection like you know it's, it's a prayer like you know what i mean i'm just you know praying for guidance over us in the game about no injuries no you know what i mean to play the right way be able to do the right things and, and be as competitive as can be without it crossing the line obviously that moment with my grandmother my family and mm. all that but that was my that was my ritual and then the pulling up on the rim that's pictures of me always doing that right before yeah. walking, after i do that i would run <laughs> yeah and I, I i started doing that and that was like, I tell people all the time, it's just me seeing the inside of the rim. So the ball goes there when I shoot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do if you got to go to the bathroom and you're on the court? Like, do you, I mean, sometimes, I mean, I think we've seen it a few times with uh, other sports where a player checks out, he just bolts and everyone's like, oh no, he's hurt. But then it turns out he's just going to the bathroom. It's never happened to me. Good. Uh, yeah, I never had that. I never had <laughs> yeah. that like, to the point where I was in a game and I was like, oh man, I got to come out of this game. Like I've never, right, right, I've never right, hit right. that point. Like it's got to be crazy. It's got to be crazy for it to happen too. Cause you know, you're pretty hyper-focused sure. on what's going on. I don't think like for you to have to bolt off that court means you really got to go in my it's mind. Nature, it's, man. It's nature played calls. Yeah. All those years and it never happened. Huh. Maybe also I don't eat a lot before the game either though. So that's true. <laughs> I couldn't do that. I need to have something of a, a full stomach before I go do a workout. It's just yeah. um, wired a little bit. I felt like I felt like it made me feel complacent. Like it made hmm. me feel like, oh, I'm good. Like like I didn't have nothing else to do if I ate like that right before the game. Oh, I wanted the, okay. that little bit of a hunger feeling and lighter too. Like, you know. Yeah. Um I don't know. That was me though. Um, what happens during halftime? People go to the bathroom. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> Probably no, people, though. No, they do. People go to the bathroom, hydrate. Somebody got to get stretched something out, whatever that gets worked on. And then we just like, we go over the first half, like real quick. Yeah. And we talk about, you know, need to rebound more or what they're killing us on. There might be a couple of clips. Like from, yeah. The there might coach? be a couple of yeah. clips from the whole coaching staff. There might be a couple of clips from the first half of things yeah. that we did well and didn't do or things that they're killing us on. Sure. And then it's like, yo, we need to nip this in the bud. And yeah, gotcha. I, then we run back out. Is there ever like a motivational speech? Something that really stuck out to you? Um, I mean, some days, playoff yeah. time. Yeah, some days, some days there might not be any of that other stuff, and it might just be literally to get us motivated. Like, yeah, it's just like some nights showing me the clips is not going to mean nothing if there's no effort, or if we're right. tired, or if we need some extra juice. Like, if we need something else. You got to speak right to us. And some people, sometimes you got to call a guy by name. You know, mm -hmm. like it, it happens like that, but you got to be careful because you got to pick the right guy. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> some guys can't take that. Some guys can't take that. Some guys yeah. that will make them fold. And some guys, you know, they that accountability brings more of them brings more of, mm. of their spirit out. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't make them hide. So I think coaches kind of I've seen some good coaches be good with that. Knowing guys that can take coaching in that way and knowing it's not going to embarrass them and them try to like yeah. go be Superman or anything in the next quarter or so um but I think sometimes it's just about getting the guys going. So I can't think yeah. of one speech, but I can think of a bunch of times Coach Sloan cursed us out. I can think of a, a bunch of times, um, you know, uh, same with B. Scott, Mike Brown, like those guys, they were really, Mike Brown yeah. was really good at halftime, especially with a young team. Um, Frank Vogel was really good. Like they picked and they, 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 they walked the line. They picked and right. choose when they wanted to do that. Uh, another vague question, but it kind of goes to what you're saying here. Um, example of, Best example of leadership from a player. So you've played with some some great ones. Um, that could be a halftime thing, could be a post game thing. Anything that sticks out, like a moment, or just like yeah, just a in moment, general? like a moment um, where um, maybe it uh, really helped uh, connect the team in a moment that they needed it. And then you guys went out there and got her done. Oh, uh, I can't. I can't think. Oh, well, because I always looked at, I, I never looked at the talking as the greatest sign of leadership. Yeah. Like, cause a lot of guys say a lot of stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. a lot of guys say just because they feel like they can. And, 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 that, and that's why also like your best player might not always be a leader either. Sure. Like, so it's the guys that'll do, that'll do what we talking about. Mm. Like, that's why I think Kyle Lowry was so good. Like he ain't got to jump up and give us speeches and do whatever he's taking charges diving on the floor setting screens on people twice his size you know he's doing everything that we need to do to win why do i need to talk about it? right like i'm already telling you what i what i want to do by the mm -hmm. way you watch me play so right. that was what i always felt like leadership was those guys that who almost didn't have to say nothing it's like i'm gonna just go do it and I example. think sometimes that gets confused when you, especially when you calling a guy out and there's no response, like you, cause you want to see, you want to see that they hear you. Like, yeah. well, just let me go show you that I hear you. Right. Hmm. I would imagine that, you know, teams have like some sort of post win ritual tradition. Sometimes it's a song, sometimes it's a belt or whatever. What's been like the best one that uh, you, you saw with the team. I didn't have a lot of those. No, maybe you know, it's a new, like, new thing. Yeah, it's a newer thing and it's becoming yeah. things at the end. Of it. But like we were we, good game, like, you know, and there are days like, you know, a guy gets a game ball because he does something really special, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? To affect the game. But for the most part, but I was also lucky to play on some really good teams. And I think when you get to a point where winning was what was expected anyway, you kind of like lean away from that. Yeah, sure. Um, especially when it's but the teams I played on really good early had older guys, so they weren't into that type of stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I was in an old school space when I was in Salt Lake in the beginning of my career. And then in Indiana, we had the first space we had some older guys. So it wasn't they acknowledged guys for doing special things and yeah, and accolades, like if a guy hit a certain number of points, stuff like that, before my night to night basis, like we were we set out to win. Yeah. I'm not gonna reward you for doing what I asked you like, to do, Fair. almost type thing, you know. I get that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that. I think it keeps yeah. guys engaged, and it keeps. I think that is a good thing to do. I'm just saying mm -hmm. that's what it felt like in the spaces I was in. After a game, what are you doing to get your body feeling right? 
I would imagine it's like hot tub. And um, I wanted to ask you about this too, because Kobe Bryant, um, he was one of the people that, you know, said when it comes to like pre post workouts, it's really important to stretch. Mm-hmm. Right. So between all those things, like what are the things that you're doing post post game to get yourself right? Stretching is usually the first thing. Still yeah. a little bit warm too. Um, just kind of get the body to cool down and then it'll be hot tub, cold tub, contrast type of thing, shower, just get like a really good meal because I haven't eaten since four o'clock, five yeah, o'clock. Yeah, you haven't. <laughs> and I've worked out before the game, lifted before the yeah. game and played the game. So you want to be able to be able to recover tomorrow so you can start working, you know, on whatever you need to work on. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing will be getting a good meal after and then the sleep. Normatech, I would Normatech when I got home. Also, Normatech? Um, like the so- compression boots. Oh, okay. The compression boots. Um, I would do that. And then the next day, um, I would get like some soft tissue work done on like the legs and the calf, the muscles, just to keep everything yeah. loose, find any knots, and then go back at it. Is that harder stuff to do on the road? No, they do a really good job, actually. So what the training staff will have a room. The training staff will have a hotel room in the room. Okay. Um, and they'll have space. Or they'll get the main, the head trainer, a room that'll have space where they can have a couple of the training tables in there. And we just do mm-hmm. the times like we do the, the pregame. Everybody, if you need to come in, you text, and then they'll give you a time when you could come the next day, and you come get your treatment, your work done, and they do a good job. And they have gotcha. pretty much all their tools with them. So, yeah, you know. Post-game meal, what is it? Uh, depends. Like, I'm a, uh, I'm a big fish guy, so I love salmon. I love a big piece of salmon. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Sweet potato, some type of green, some type of yeah. just stuff like that. Um, depending on where I'm at, like I didn't, especially during the season, depending on like I would pick and choose my, my desserts and things like that. But like, <laughs> um, if there's no game the next day and, you know, I got, I'm looking at the schedule, like I'll have some, cause I don't want to do anything that's going to spark like some information or anything like that from the extra sure. whatever. But, um, or it depends on how many minutes I play. I played a high level minutes that night because somebody's been out and I played 37 minutes. I'll eat whatever I want. I wouldn't go sure. eat fast food. I would eat good, but I would eat whatever I wanted. Like, cause yeah. I needed the calories to be able to do it again tomorrow. Yeah. I've seen that too. I've seen players that uh, I go in the locker room and they're eating pizza. And usually it's mm-hmm. the guys that uh, played a heavy amount of minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not doing that all the time, but like, they know like at this point, like, and it, and it, and the pizza they ate probably wasn't enough. Like, which is crazy. Mm. Like, because you think about the whole day leading up. Like, they did yeah. what I did, too, before that game. Yeah. So, like, you you got you're – in, you're in a deficit with a caloric, caloric deficit. They're like, the, sure, you're sure. You're in a deficit for sure. <laughs> no question. I saw somebody ask about – I don't know if you're going to ask this about do we count calories. Somebody asked that on Twitter, one of the they questions. They did, yes. And that's the thing. Like, I, I'm pretty sure some guys do or did at some point, but I don't know a lot of guys that do. They don't have to unless mm-hmm. they went home and ate, like, double cheeseburgers from fast food places every day then you kind of gotta but like for the most part the way we eat and they feed us so much you don't get that like they have breakfast at practice facility before practice there's lunch after practice on at the practice facility on practice days um some days on the road like we won't have a shoot around we'll have a breakfast meeting so they'll they'll feed us right at the hotel so they'll have the food out so you know i mean you don't you don't have to work as hard to get the food I was going to ask you about that. And I think someone else did too, is on those occasions where there isn't a practice, a game or something like that, um, who's making the food? How many players can cook? 
or is it being done uh, for I don't know. By someone else? I don't know, but um, a lot of guys have chefs though. Yeah, like that's okay. eventually they get like a because I I did in Toronto. Shout out to my man Nick, he was great. Yeah, he even came down to Texas for a little bit. Um, nice, but like um yeah, like a lot of guys end up getting a chef because that's like you think about everything that you got to do just to be able to stay playing well at a good level and to be able to do what we're doing every day. Like you don't want to have to think about how you're going to get your food. Yeah. And it's too important for it to be like put on the back burner. Mm. So, you know, you can't just be like, ah, I'll get whatever I can get. But you also, like you said, I'm not going to sit down and prepare these meals and, and do the, 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 I don't have the time to, or I need to be resting or say there's an appearance or something that we have to do. And you, you just, it's just easier, especially when you got a family too. It's a little easier when you're single because you can float around all the time. Like it's, oh, yeah. when you get a family, it's different. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing now. And guys are really into that now. Like a lot of guys have, or they have a meal prep person. Somebody's prepping their meals mm. for like, if you got like a homestand, somebody, prep them every couple three days or whatever yeah and that's easy too it's probably hard for younger players to understand how to eat well yeah because they never they never had to yeah exactly like they never like never had to they've never done this amount of work that you're a superhero until you're what 25 probably right (laughs) like nobody (laughs) you could do whatever you want so you imagine a superhero who trains to be a superhero like most people are superheroes before they even sure. not even training to be the body just does what it does. Now this is a kid who has every has youth on his side and he's training. Mm. He can eat whatever he wants. And that's why you see guys go through these little curves. I'm not saying you should, because it can still lead to like little things happening, little injuries, little things from fatigue, because the you can the that type of food is still gonna affect how you feel. You might be able to still operate, but you could feel better if you were yeah. eating right. Definitely. So um, it's a, it's, it's definitely hard for them. Like they don't have to they yeah. walk in the gym and take it between the legs and dunk it without warming up. Like, why do I need to worry <laughs> about what I'm eating? Those legs change though. Those Very legs fast. change. Very, Very fast. fast. Yes. Very fast. They do. It's how could they not? Yeah. It's so much basketball. Sure. Yeah. Is there a memorable miss call? Oh, don't do that to me. Sorry. There's, there's plenty of those. I don't, that's that's I can't even think of one off the top of my. There was one in Toronto, uh, um, where I think it was JV should have got an and one playoff like game. Dunked, dunked it at the buzzer. I don't remember if it, was a, it wasn't a playoff game, but we ran an yeah. out of bounds play, and got and the play worked perfect. Got him, the, got the shot we wanted. He finished it at the rim. We ended up going to overtime. And he should have went. And it was like the most obvious blade. I can't remember uh, what okay. game this was. But I oh, remember was it that play everybody. that uh it's like the fake dribble handoff at yep. the elbow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and go and yep. dunk it. It was that yeah. play. Yes, it was that yeah. play. And everybody was so hyped that we celebrated with him on the floor. And then everybody was like, yo, like why was it not? A, you know what I mean? Because you couldn't oh, okay. do both. Um uh-huh. and this is during my first year, obviously, um, that this happens. But yeah, have, have officials. This was a question from at Whispering three seventy five. Has an official referee? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Apologized afterwards saying, sorry, my bad, I missed that, or I'll get you later. Because yeah. I know stuff like that happens, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I can respect that. Yeah, I can respect you telling me, "Don't hit me with the, don't talk to me, and all that. Don't hit mm-hmm. me with the, like, if I come to you, just be like, yo, I missed it, or I did, or tell me that you didn't think it was a foul." Yeah, say that. Give me a, you can, but obviously, I have to come to you respectfully too. Like, I never had a problem with refs. Like, I that's because I never I came to them, sure, the right way. So you know, um, but I think it's definitely like I respect that you you miss, and even sometimes. It might be a play they can't remember. And they'll look at it like the coach asked them to look at it at halftime. And they'll look at it and they'll come out at halftime and be like, yeah, we missed that one. They'll tell you. Hmm. It's not everybody, obviously. Like, we, yeah. But like, I've yeah. seen it happen before. My favorite time to talk to the referees was in timeouts, though, before I was in the game. Like, if I saw stuff going on, watching from the bench, I see that there's something, that. there's something in the huddle and I'm not going in yeah. the game yet. So I'm not really involved in what's, if like, if they're drawing up the, mm. drawn, or talking about something that's, that I can walk away from. I would go out and just like talk to him and, you know, be like, what you think about this play? Like he just drove. I thought he had his hand on his hip, whatever. He was like, well, and then and we'll have a real conversation about it. Like you say, well, I thought this, yeah, or sure. I didn't see that. Or I, I'm like, okay. And I'll be like, well, we've driven the last three times and he's ended up on the floor mm-hmm. and the last drove drive that they made, it was like minimal contact and they got to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And it might've been two refs that made two different refs that made the calls, but by me bringing that, into light, I can highlight the fact that we're attacking the basket. You should be more aware of what's going on. Sure. And there's a constructive way to do it. I think yeah. sometimes, uh, I mean, referees are people too, so they'll probably remember something. And yeah. if it's a 50, yeah. 50 call, it might not go your way. <laughs> and I'm walking up as a veteran right too. So I have yeah. a little bit of yeah. money in the bank. Also, mm-hmm. like I've been around for a long time and never got into it with a referee. So like yeah. he's more inclined to like, you know, cause he knows I'm not about to come at him crazy. Sure. So he's more inclined to give me a little bit. And that's still some referees still don't want to hear. And that's fine. What's the most Definitely expensive? Oh, what's the most expensive oh, thing you've ever purchased? Yikes. Yep. Most expensive thing I've ever purchased. Yeah. I mean, like obviously a house is like a different kind of thing, but house, we're uh, talking, um, Cars, you know, maybe, I guess. The, yeah, the fancy, the fancy things, <laughs> the uh, luxuries. I mean, definitely a car. I never did anything crazy in a car. I drove a, I had an Aston Martin when I was an Indy. Okay. I was single. Mm. Also, <laughs> single. Yeah. Um, that's probably, <laughs> probably, that's probably it, honestly. Probably the one? That's not a house here. Yeah. Like, it's not a house, obviously. Yeah, sure. Thing, but... You don't seem like a type to spend yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. I'm not like a, yeah. I'm not going to say I never spent, but it wasn't on nothing like, it wasn't. Yeah. Biggest prank or prankster on any team 
you have played for. That's from mm-hmm. Andrew Livingston. I can't remember like any big stuff because you know a mm-hmm. lot of stuff they started phasing out because we got to the point where we there was too many cameras around and stuff. You know, and <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like open gym, about, for instance. That's a sensitivity <laughs> thing, you know. Um, yes. Not to say there was crazy stuff going on, but you didn't want it to look like bullying or hazing mm-hmm. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like that type of thing. And you don't. You got to be a little bit more sensitive to like you know how those guys feel. So yeah, um, I can't really think of anything crazy. It was just just minor stuff, you know, lotion and socks, um, like you yeah. know what I mean, like stuff like or something in a mm. shoe or hiding something, hiding the jersey, mm. hiding mess with like nothing crazy. Um, had a few guys like when I was young, when I was in Utah, we used to we just all messed with each other. Like we were a younger group, like right, right. Paul, Ronnie, Darren, Ronnie Price, D. Like we just, you know, what I mean. So I, it's hard to really count that as a prankster because we were kids. Like we did what kids did. Like we messed with each other. <laughs> um, but that yeah, always John. be the normal stuff. You mess with the rookies a little bit. Popcorn in their cars. Norm Powell, um, put, Patrick Patterson, put popcorn in, put popcorn yeah. in De- Deion Waiter's car, and there was popcorn come out of the vents like a week later. Oh man! Yeah, it's pretty. I can mess up his car. <laughs> but hey, you know. Yeah, our <laughs> practice facilities. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. what it is. Our practice facilities open to players twenty four seven. Like, can you yep. go to there anytime, any day? You want to go at three a.m., four a.m., whatever? Is it always yeah. available? Yeah, you can get in there. Yeah, because yeah. we it'll like the security like we'll have like it'll be codes or cards or whatever ways to get in keys or, yeah. or there's already security there too. So. There is always security. And they'll let you in. Because I remember when I got drafted and I got to Utah and they gave me this code. It was like, I was like, what is this? That's for the practice. It blew my mind that I could go Mm -hmm. anytime I wanted. Like, that was the best thing that anybody ever told me. Like, you know, because I was in high school breaking into my high school gym. Like, (laughs) the the alarm went off one time and I ran home. Like, it's happened. (laughs) Like, um, I had to get cool with the janitors so they would let me in if I came in the evenings. Why they yeah. were doing their job, like that type of thing. So, like, mm. to get there, and they be like, "Well, here's this four co- four digit code. Whenever you want to go, <laughs> got it." And I'm like, "Man, that's that's love." Like, <laughs> that's pretty good. The Raptors have that too at OVO. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's it's eyes. So crazy that it's OVO. Yeah, yeah, they they added the eyes stuff. I remember yeah, they exactly. Were to do that stuff. That question was from David Lucas. Um, Nobody's getting in there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do players sometimes do players sometimes skip practice and uh, they're doing it just to get some extra rest or like it, can you have an excused absence from practice? How does that work? Can you call in sick? Um, I mean, you could. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's still a job, anything. But most of the time, especially now, they're pretty on top of it. Like if guys yeah, need sure. it, and there's and they just find a way to make sure you can take care of your body because that's mm. the new the, the number one thing, right? Like I can't do anything without without my body working right so sure. um and that's for everybody there'll be days even the young guys just not playing they'll have lockout days too where they can't come in the gym they'll get them out of there get a yeah. break get away from it but for the most part like you can you can call them sick i guess if it's, you really got something going on you really but want for the to most part they figure it out yeah it's not a good sign if you're doing that i guess <laughs> yeah like because at the yeah. same time if you are sick we have a doctor and everybody like we have mm-hmm. so much here that can help you like so, why would we're gonna ask you to come in anyway? Yeah, if you can't, if you can, obviously, right. if it's not something where you can't leave the bathroom, that's different. Yeah, that question was from uh, Northside J. Okay, um, where do you want to go here? 
how often do players from opposing teams go out together after games? That's from also David. David I mean, you see, you see guys like guys have yeah. friendships, guys that might have played with other guys, or sure. like so say it's like if Pascal went to San Antonio and they were spending the night, it wouldn't yeah. be uncommon to see them go to dinner after the game, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, like yeah. that type of thing. Like it's not. It's not as much as you would think. Like, we're not just, but yo, what should we do? It's not like that. Mm. But, like, if there's relationships and ties, guys do that. Night before the games, it doesn't happen as much. If if you're staying over, it's not happening night before the game. Because then it looks like you're just buddy-buddy. Like, like the competition edge looks different. Yes, 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 yes. There is a road trip section that I'm going to be closing this out with. And kind of some of the things you're talking about will be asked in there. Um, How about, oh, okay. So, a little while ago, um, you talked to me about at some point you had accepted that your role was going to be, you know, a shooter in the NBA, mm-hmm. right? Um, because mm-hmm. you realized that's how you're going to be successful. Do you wonder what was on the other side? Like if you were given the keys, you know, for instance, and they said, hey, we want you to be, you know, um, I don't know, um, a shooting guard, a ball handling shooting guard yeah. with shooting as well. Because um, you did have like some chops as a driver, right? Yeah. So do you ever wonder, like, did you think about like, hmm, I wonder if, if I did that, where my career yeah. would have gone? Yeah. Yeah. We talk about it still sometimes. Cause it was, cause when I came in, that's, that's what it was. You know what I mean? I was, yeah. I was a, I wasn't a shooter. I was a basketball player. Like I was just doing the best thing I did coming up was pass the ball. Like it wasn't shoot the ball. Like I was playing point yeah. guard on AU through my high school, all of that. Did some in the um some ball handling in the Utah system and stuff like that. Backdoor cutter catching lives. I did, I was just playing out of it. And then just yeah. by who I was playing with, it it changed that. So like huh. when I get to I'm playing beside Darren Williams. So like obviously, like your ball handling responsibilities are gonna go kind of down sure. into the yeah. tank, you know? Like you got him playing. I I go play with Kyrie. Same thing. Yeah. So how do I make my team better and get myself opportunities to be on the floor to even get the chance to still be able to do a little bit of those mm. other things? And then I also looked at it like if I could become a really good shooter, I add such a different element to being a shooter, right? Because I, the only problem is I think I had times where because I became a shooter and that was what we drilled in practice so much, you take some of those things out the forefront of your mind. So you don't mm. attack in some situations like we talked about with Scotty. Like you're not always aggressive in certain situations because you're not thinking about them. When players are traded during a season with short notice, who packs their belongings? Is there someone that helps them get everything they need to their new team? That's from Demetra on Twitter. Yeah, they, that's somebody that helps. Um, yeah. Just kind of, you know, like we got people in the in the front office that help with everything. You know, they help yeah. when we're moving in, when we get when we get to a new city. There's somebody going to receive you at the other side that's going to help you find apartments and hmm. help you get in touch with real estate agents and this and So they just kind of make it as smooth as they can. I believe there's even like a little bit of um, a money that you get to help cover some of that stuff too. Oh, cool. That's useful. Moving, yeah. it's expensive. It's the worst yeah. part. Especially when you're moving yeah. cross country sometimes. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Did you or ever have to, to a different country? <laughs> oh, true. Yes, yes, yeah. That's that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, was there a time where the snow was so bad, for instance, in some city, and you need to get like a car service to get you to the game because it wasn't safe to drive, or something like that? 
Did that ever happen? Uh, no, because usually if it got that bad, like there mm. would be some type of postponement or cancellation, or like if they felt like like that, then it would it, they would do something yeah. different. But I never, I never had that. Instance. I'm not saying nobody's has. I know some guys sure. that had to figure it out, or like, the, sure. or or they got out and the traffic was so bad, or you know they got to the game late, or that's happened before, like, or got there right before tip off or something, like. Uh huh. Missed the shooting time because of traffic. That's happened before, especially in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> the Gardner is still bad, by the way, and the DVP. Still very bad. Very, very bad. How could it not? Need more, need more lanes, there's man. So many, need there's more so lanes. many people. It's just so many so people. Many it's people. not even – it's just like there's so many people. This is yeah. what it is. When in doubt, build and a there's condo. snow. <laughs> and there's snow. And there's snow. Uh, from at Sarah – Remington, can you paint a picture of the type of support and perks that NBA teams provide their players? Anything from details, including like orientation, education, to ongoing ongoing support, um, things like that. Maybe something that would actually surprise a a fan. I mean, everything, a little bit of everything, right? So, like, I have yeah. a I have an allotment that will pay for me to go to college right now. I just haven't oh. figured out what I want to go for. Like, you know, oh, what I mean, there's programs cool. for everything. Like, oh. yeah. Obviously, like they they help. We have four hundred one ks. We have annuities. They help to get guys from the time they stop playing to their retirement kicks in. So they have to take their retirement money early. Yeah. Um, any type of the MBPA and the NBA, they work with getting guys contacts and other interests off the floor, business wise. Mm. Um, they they will they will audit your financial advisor if you mm. ask them to. They will like basically do the deepest background check on the people that you're working with. Oh, do that that's important. That's important. You know important. what I mean? Like there is a lot yeah. of things that they they've grown into becoming, yeah. making the resources just it's wisdom. Like you know what I mean? Like all these things happen over time. Sure. You got to start applying certain things to help these players. Um, I'm trying to think what else would be. Obviously, by the number of by the number of years that you play, like depicts the amount of benefits you get sure. afterwards. Like so, like. Yeah, guys that play have these long 15, 17, 18, 19 year careers, like their insurance and things like that, that they're able to get perks of from years of service. It's a job still, too. So, yeah, there's a lot of perks that we get from that side, too. I mean, that's you. You spent 16 years in the, in the league. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to save myself. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, or- they, they, they do a lot of good things. They do. That's good. That's important for for everyone, whether you're one, two, three, um, however many yeah, years yeah. spent in the NBA. And then uh, there's there's rookie orientation. orientation. It's not orientation. It's cost enough. But the, yeah, yeah, but you go do that, and there's a lot of information covered during that week. Like as mm. much as they can cover is just like a base of things that are gonna be, especially the beginning stuff that's gonna be thrown at you from sure. where not to be and be security, even the way girls are. Like everything is that you can like. <laughs> Think of that somebody yeah. had to speak on that type of thing. Right. Um, from Matt Chance, can players ask for new sweats whenever they want? If there's something that you saw in like the real sports, you know, real sports, that you're like, I kind of want that. Can you just request it or do you got to go purchase it? Nah, you got to go get that. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, unless it's a, obviously we have that version. It's like made off what we have, but the stuff that we get, in the beginning of the year and all that, you can get those pretty much yeah. whenever you want. Like, obviously you can't go in there every day. Like, yo, I need a new sweatsuit, but you can get, <laughs> you know, enough for more than enough is what I should say. Yeah. 
what was your favorite uh, off-court item that you would do as a team? Um, and this is actually a question from someone. They were asking about uh, the best bonding experiences mm-hmm. um, that a team has done for you. But I'm also talking like the charity stuff that um, you guys do. I think the Raptors, they went to um, a women's school um, and they were playing ball with them for a little bit. And there's there's sick kids in Toronto. And the, I think the Raptors and mm-hmm. Leafs and other teams do that as well. Was there one that you're like, man, that was really rewarding? It's always the children's hospitals. Yeah, of course. All of those. For obvious anyway, reasons. They used to be really hard in the beginning because you hated to see like a kid in a in a position like that. Yeah. And you don't look at yourself as something that would make a difference. And then you start seeing these kids that like they say have done nothing but sleep and lay around for three, four days, and we come in and they light up and they jump up because they watch us on TV. Um, like you know what yeah. I mean? And like and it, it puts a lot of things in perspective. Like it changed the way that I looked at a lot of things, like, and yeah. just the way I presented myself in some of those situations. Like, even if it was hard for me, they, that kid wasn't going to know. Yeah. Because you can't show it, it's right? not about, it, it's not about me. Yeah. I didn't come here. It's not about me. We came here because to spread any type of joy that we can. Mm. And even the parents that are in there too, like the parents that are in there sleeping beside that kid in that bed, like they're in spots. There's there's dads and moms we met. There's been lifelong jazz fans that just brighten their day, and they've been dealing with a lot too. Sure, we used to go to St. Jude's in um, Salt Lake every year, and then obviously like children's hospitals all in every market that I was in, we went to them. Yeah, <clears throat> and those things were they were always powerful. Yeah, yeah, I imagine it's it's like the balance, right? That you have to you know, put the smiling face on and in some ways you have to to act you are excited to see them but mm-hmm. you feel bad but they spend so much mm-hmm. of their lives people feeling sad for them exactly. they don't need that from you they want to be treated like like a, a normal person like like yeah. not that not they're not normal but they want to be treated like a kid like they want to have a yeah. good time they want it to be a moment they want to enjoy this moment mm-hmm. they understand that it's a moment also whether you would know how matter how young they are older they, yeah they understand so like let's not sure. place that in this moment Gotcha. Let's, let's take all the positive out of it. Let's just deal with that. Mm. So true. Okay. <laughs> Last segment. It's on road trips, 10 minutes or so. Uh, and actually what we're talking about um, with kids, what is the longest amount of time you've been away from home on a road trip? Mm. I think the longest ones get to like two weeks, right? Probably the most. Yeah. The Raptors one is pretty fresh, and that was two weeks. That was long. Yeah, that's the long. I think that's pretty much the the yeah. one. Unless you play for the Spurs and they do the rodeo, they oh, spend yeah. like a month. They do the month thing, but I didn't do that. So, but like I think the longest one was like like two weeks, 11, 12, 13 days, something like that. Yeah, that's rough. Rough on the fam, I would imagine. Yeah. Rough on the dads especially and everything, kids, especially when you got young kids. Yeah. Um, but it's but when the good I, thing is though, a lot of those will be west coast or somewhere where you get a couple of days so like if you can get them like we would go to la in the winter in toronto like you try to get them out there um, sure so they can get some sunlight too and get some good weather you got a couple of days and yeah just try to figure it out if you can do it obviously um and sometimes you just have to thug it out like sometimes don't don't allow it it's mm. not enough time um, do players to some degree decide where they're going to have a longer stay um, in particular cities? Like, and you mentioned LA, um, 
when you get your schedule for the season? Are you are players just like, all right, so we got a three day break here. We should spend another day in New York. Um, we should spend another day in Chicago, Florida, whatever. And do they like relay that to to the team staff? Some teams, some teams do, some teams don't. Um, yeah. But some, from what I know, like a lot of, there's a few times like they communicate with it. And, you know, just like, mm-hmm. hey, y'all want to stay overnight here instead of flying there. We can have practice there or how you want to do it. And, you know, obviously no offense to any city, but some cities you rather spend the night in than go spend a day and a half in sure. another city. I'm not going to name yeah. any because I don't want nobody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, I think that's oh, that's cool. Or, like, if we're going to have a day off. um, So, like, say we went to Dallas and I wanted to stay the night with my family. And we're going to have the day off tomorrow, but we're going to leave. And I can stay. They'll let me stay. Okay. And I just have to be where the team is before we practice. So mm-hmm. we're going to have, we're going to play Monday and going to have the day off tomorrow in Houston. But I don't want to go to Houston. I can talk to somebody and they'll be like, oh, yeah, you can stay here with your family. And, just, and I just yeah. come to Houston the next night and then be gotcha. ready for practice on Wednesday. Hmm. Well, you don't have to mention the the worst cities to play in, but what were your favorite road cities? Um, um probably a, New York a few. and Dallas on the New York and New York Dallas, Dallas on the top yeah. because they were like home to me. Like I lived in both those places. Sure. Like not playing basketball. Um like Miami. But this is basketball too. This is not even just like the off course. I like the, the arena too. I like playing in that arena. Um mm-hmm. I used to, you know, I used to love Seattle. I was telling myself, like, I got to play in Seattle. I love Seattle. Yeah. I'm still mad there's no team in Seattle. I love Seattle. That could um, come back. What else? Like Chicago. I can see the come. Like yeah, Chicago, Chicago. Because I grew up a Michael Jordan fan. So, like, mm-hmm. getting to play in that, getting to play there is is wild to me still that I got to do that. No um, doubt. Was there anybody else? Brooklyn and the Garden, by the way. Brooklyn's Arena and the Garden. I like both of those arenas a lot. Brooklyn's is really nice. That's one that I've been to. I went there as a fan. It's very cool. What are the most popular games on airplanes that players play to pass the time? Is it particular uh, card games card, or is there anything else? Yeah. Boo-ray and poker. Sometimes dominoes. Yeah. And then Money's being exchanged, of course. Yeah. Then you got guys that um, just got their video games. Like they got Nintendo <laughs> Switches and yeah. stuff hooked up to like screens, stuff like that too. So, how much is off-court activity monitored by teams during during that time? Road trips. I'll, I'll never know the whole answer because even if they do know what you did, nobody's going to talk about it if nothing happened. Yeah, so, sure. like, <laughs> but I'm sure they know, you know, kind of what's going on and. And then there's a lot of times they'll tell us before we get somewhere, hey, do not. I know this is a spot that's been, you know, popping mm. off and we got a couple of days there, but don't go there. Like, because they'll have a, a security tap in with another team or a police officer, somebody they know, and they'll tell them, like, look, we it's been some stuff going on. That's just don't even bother with it. Even I know it right, sounds right. good, but just don't go. So they kind of know what's going on. And then there's some nice, like, if we're doing a thing as a group and we're going to go out, the security team would just go with us. Sure. Like, not, not saying we're going out to clubs and stuff with them, but if we're going to go hang out and do something, go bowling, go do this, they'll just come yeah. with us. Gotcha. How often do, uh, so say you're going to a city and you know a few players there, right? You have a close friend. Um, mm-hmm. Would you ever spend the night at that 
teammates no. place. No, nothing no like sir. that. That was from uh, nah, Love for Scotty. I no, I wouldn't do it. I went to go have dinner at the house before. Yeah. Like before a lot of time. But like I said, if we're staying, I'm not seeing you the night before a game. I'll see you that night after the game. That's true. Right. That was just but, like me. Like that was just like, yeah. But if we're, if we're not staying, like obviously we got a real relationship. I know your kid, but I'm going to come to you. Hmm. Uh, sleeping could be a problem. I would imagine you got three hour time difference uh, would be the most yeah, you're encountering yeah. in the NBA. Is there a sleep medication you guys are given? Um, I would imagine some guys aren't as good as maybe you are nothing at crazy. napping. Nothing crazy. Yeah, <laughs> nothing crazy. Nothing that like melatonin. If you need yeah. it, like there's nothing like there's no like super super drug off the market that we're getting to make be able. There's nothing. Or they're just like you know we talk about all the stuff that everybody else talks about. Talk about screen time. Talk about yeah. like how to wind down, things like that. Mm. And you just gotta learn how to how to deal with it too. But I think you do learn also. And they do a good job of um making the next day schedule, letting it help us. Like so yeah. like we're not gonna have practice tomorrow at 10 in the morning when I know there's a time. Like we might not practice until noon. Sure. So that way gotcha. we can get you that extra time because you might not fall asleep and you can sleep in and then we still got time for you to take a nap afterwards because we're only going to practice yeah. for an hour and a half, two hours, whatever. So. Right, right. Do you guys always have your own rooms at hotels or was it shared at any point? No? Shared in the G League when I first got in the G League a long time ago. Yeah, sure. But even that now is not, they don't share in the G League anymore. So. Hmm. Do you bring comfort items, things from home? Um, a, a coworker of mine told me that in some soccer soccer leagues that they uh, they'll bring like um, some kind of display that is similar to a player's home bedroom to make them feel comfortable on the road. I understand that. I never yeah. I never did that, but I understand. I, I know where you're going with that. Yeah, I never did yeah. that. Because um, like. The other thing is, like, as soon as I get to where I'm going, I end up on FaceTime, and it just sounds like the kids are running around the room anyway. So, like, <laughs> so it's fine, you know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. sit there, and we'll just be on the phone like I'm there. Like, yeah, we'll sit. Now they don't. Now that they're older, they don't care as much. They're just like, oh, hey, daddy. Like, I don't leave. I don't leave as much either, so it doesn't really mean anything. Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. How do you watch film? Has that evolved over your NBA career? Like, was it at one point like a VHS tape and then it became a DVD and then it became on a tablet, like that kind of a I feel maturation? like the biggest, it was a DVD. I used to get these DVDs all the time. And then one day they went the route where they were giving guys all an iPad. Oh, okay. And they would like upload this stuff on the iPad. You just had to return it. It would be like having a playbook, just return it at the end of the year or pay the fee if you didn't return it and you kept it or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and now they just send you clips. Like literally, it'll send them right to your phone. Like like I sure. can send you in a text message or in like um WhatsApp or whatever. Like I can right. just send you like all your clips from the game and with notes right to you. So hmm. now it's really easy. You you see them watching clips on the bench now. Like it's that's true. Final few questions here. Who is the person in the NBA? you looked up to the most? It's kind of a loaded question, but maybe some of the people that you're just like, damn, that's a that's a legit person or someone to model after. That's uh, from at Corey Manley. Like, like, so we're not talking about game-wise, right? We're just talking about like the- like. I think it's kind of both, actually. It's like career, like that. how you, I mean, I would imagine that uh, there are certain guys that showed you how to, you know, spend your money properly, uh, stay yeah. away from this, stay away from that. Like, make you a an NBA player. 
the first guy that made the big, big impact like that professionally, like just the way he did was Derek Fisher. Yeah. When I met Derek Fisher, when he came to Utah for that year, um, he was like the first, and that's no offense to anybody I was with, but like he was a guy like that was well established, had won championships, obviously older in his career a little yeah. bit now. And I, I mean, the first time I met him is the prime example. So I went to the gym on like a Sunday evening. Nobody's ever there. Like I was always like, you know, like I said, I had mm. the code. I was always in there. <laughs> so I go there and I, and I walk, and I'm walking through the door. Same thing with like the memo, no core story, the yeah. same double doors. And I hear like the ball machine gunning, like sure. pounding fast, like going crazy. Right. And all these ball handling drills. And I'm like, who is that? And I open the door and I step in, I see fish in there at how many ever years in the league at this time, done all the things he's done, working yeah. like he's trying to get a deal. Hmm. So it's also the first time I saw a guy, personal trainer of that stature, shout out to my man, Aubrey, who I ended up working with and coached me in Cleveland. Crazy how that kind of turned out, but um, huh. working at this pace and this way, like all the two ball handling, all the stuff that Fish did, he yeah. stopped and doing planks in the workout. Like, like I'm talking <laughs> about going crazy. Like, And I just sit down yeah. and watch. Huh. Like, I don't even shoot that day. I just watch. I just watch the way he's going at the pace he's going at, how hard he's doing everything, how precise it is. Because at this time, I'm a kid. I'm just hooping. Like, yeah, we're yeah. getting shots up. But, like, I'm. it's not, like, it's not this. I'm just in the gym because I'm supposed to be. So mm. I was good just because I was in the gym, not because we had actually figured out how to fine-tune it for real. So when I watched him do that, and I, I introduced myself to Aubrey, got to talk to him some, too. And I just kind of watched him for the rest of that year. Just watched how he he handled it, how he did things. And um, but he also would do like cool stuff for me too to let me know like um he was aware of some of the stuff that I was dealing with. Like he'd come nudge me, talk to me, he wouldn't ever say much. Like he'd just be like, I see what's going on. Just yeah. da, 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 da. It's like don't worry about this. This is gonna happen. This is gonna and you can take that from somebody who's you know has been around and has done mm -hmm. it. Um then Kyle Corver came, same thing. I watched the way he approached shooting. Yeah. I took drills from him, the way he did his footwork, how we how he prepared, how we did things, same thing. We ended up living in the same building. I don't know if he knew I, I don't even know if he knew I was watching him like I was watching him. Like I don't think mm. he even knew that. Like, um, but I've I've said that a lot of times since we've been on different teams, but yeah, like he was a big, big influence on preparation too, just the way he worked and the way he handled things. Yeah. That's cool. Final question from my wife. <laughs> She was curious about this. Um, investments seems like something that players gradually became more aware of and how to spend their money, how not to spend their money. Was there anything that you you realized, you know, during your pro career or, or even afterwards that you're like, I should have done this or something that helped during your pro career um, when you get a better understanding of how to manage money? Mm, I'm trying to put this in the best way. It's just like you get to a point where you just see how much more how much more it can work for you, like what you could be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and sure. it doesn't even always have to be like these grand investments. It's just like, I could have, I, it just could have been doing more for myself with it. And then you would start to get in these rooms, yeah. obviously because of being in the league and the other things we talked about earlier, they do for us, start meeting these people and you start to kind of get outside of that. I'm a basketball player mindset. Cause like some yeah. of that stuff in the beginning, I won't lie. I was like, bro, I don't need to be in this room. I need to go to the gym. 
You're like, a <laughs> like this has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Like, and I think you get to a space where they it finally starts to show you how much basketball can also do for you mm. and what it will do for the rest of your life and how you can use it as a tool to be able to keep doing things like the things we do at St. Jude's Hospital when we go see those kids. Like, how can I yeah. get involved in spaces that allow me to like these things and to make money and to if I have any other interest, how to be get in touch with them, how to if I'm if I'm trying to decide something I want to go to school for, I can get sure. an internship. Mm. Which will, you know what I mean? All these different things that it can work for me. I know we talk about money, but I'm just speaking on the grand thing. So that's the way I felt about with the money. Yeah. And they kept sending people to come teach us more and more. We'd have these meetings. Yeah. And you start to really understand what's going on. And um, the biggest thing I did for myself was like all the things that they're trying to do to help you save money, to prepare you for after you're done playing. Like even if I didn't fully understand them, like I sat there and if I if it came if it was a plus for me, I said yes, and we would continue to learn about it though. Yeah, like because they they're not it's, it can't hurt me. I didn't just disregard everything mm-hmm. just because they were like, yeah, we'll do this for you, and you say yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I wanted to like, well, what are you doing now? Sure. How does that work? What will yeah. happen if knock on wood, I break my leg tomorrow? Yeah. Right. There's a story from Shaq where um, I can't remember what it was or the context of it exactly, but he said he was going into a business meeting and uh, the people on the business the, on the opposite side, it's like they just kind of looked at him and go, like, oh, hey, how you doing? Um, and then they just paid more attention to his people that were with him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like that. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to become more informed. So that way that doesn't happen again. You know, yeah. it's a maturity thing. Because they'll, it seems like they'll be like speaking a different language, which you in the room. Yeah. And it'll and feel like know. that at one point in the beginning. Cause he'd sure. be like, you don't understand any of that. And they can just say whatever. And then the guy, for all you know, like I said, they, you, you got to get your financial person out of it. For all I know, he could be working with them. Cause I don't understand it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he could be not saying that's the case, but for I, how would I know? Exactly. How would I know what's going on in the room? It's like, if I go sit in a room and everybody's speaking French, they could be talking crazy about me. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> like they could be saying anything. They could be telling me they about to blow the room up. Yeah. I don't know nothing. So like that was the thing with me. Like I wanted to learn enough to be able to hold the conversation and where you couldn't just bypass me in the room. Like, and it's disrespectful because you're just looking mm-hmm. at me like I'm just, oh yeah, that's that's the person we're gonna get the money from. But like uh, Yeah. That's 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 a that's I don't know. Because mm. people that too. look at you like yeah. that would they would do those people would do something grimy. If they look at you feel like they would, yeah. if they look at you like that. Yeah. And there's lots of people who would, right? We know that. There's so Every many day. Everybody, everybody. That. Yeah. And that's and that's on our scale and all the way down. Like anybody. Yeah. Fun pod. Um, the word count between you and I, I think it was like 30% me and 70% you. So get some water. <laughs> yeah. You're taking lots of sips there because you were taking, yeah. you were talking a lot. Um ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
asking all this questions. This is cool. I know, man. I mean, the people Life's wanted cool. to know. Yeah. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Everyone, thank you for listening. Obviously, of course, rate, review, subscribe, YouTube, podcast platforms. And I hope you enjoyed the listen. Um, CJ, Everything, closing man. thoughts? Closing thoughts? Thank you guys for being engaged, man. Like, y'all sent us yeah. the questions, allowed us to do this episode. This is all y'all. So, you know, without y'all, we wouldn't have had this episode, this idea. Y'all gave us a lot of things to talk about. Here and like you said, everywhere you can listen, listen, watch, subscribe, tell us what you think. Yeah, for sure. I'm up at right four everyone. in the morning. I got all day. <laughs> Still can't believe that. But <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you so much. CJ, obviously, my man. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. My man. Talk my soon. Man. Yes, sir.